If you are a businesswoman working to amplify your six and seven figure business from success to significance, then you know it's not just about the right strategies or the right tactics. It's more and more about high caliber people around you, your team, your collaborators, and advisors that can open doors for you and widen your reach. Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast with your hosts, Dr. Monica Ogando and Amy Walker. Hello, everybody. I, I get to wave now, Amy, because we're doing video now. Yay! Hello, Yay. everybody. <laughs> I am your co-host for your Circle of Influence podcast, Dr. Monica Ogando. And I'm Amy Walker. We are delighted to be here with you today because today we are talking about uh, using social media and social justice, how to speak up as a business owner. And yes. if you're anything like Amy, if you're anything like me, we got something to say about it. We got some opinions. We've got some suggestions. <laughs> and I'm going to have a good time with this conversation because it can be confrontive. It can be confrontive. Right. It, it generates a lot of feelings for people. And I want us to... Be light about it in the sense that, you know, this is a common human condition thing that we all mm -hmm. grapple with, especially if you're an entrepreneur. There's going to come a point in your life, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, when you decide or when you have to make a, a choice about where do I stand and how do I communicate where I stand on this, yes. whether it's social justice or not, whether it's whatever it is. And so we want to we want to talk about how to use social media to take a stand as a, as a business owner on social justice. And I want to point out that not taking a stand is being seen these days. Mm -hmm. So it used to be kind of this older school mentality was that, you know, when things are going on in the world, that we have thoughts and opinions and feelings about them, but we don't say it because we're a business owner. Yeah. Well, there are people that are getting a lot of backlash now because they won't speak up or because they're trying to silence conversations on their platforms and in their communities. Right. And so I think we need to embrace a higher level, which is that we need to have healthy, productive conversations mm -hmm. instead of, we don't have to be the angry person shouting, although there may be times when that's what you need to do. Mm -hmm. Um, we don't, but we don't have to be the angry person shouting, but we also don't get to be silent. We need to learn how to have conversations. Um, and I, I want to preface this too, with the idea that, um, you can disagree with someone without being uncivil. And yeah. I think, humanity sometimes forgets this, that we can have different opinions and still have civil dialogue and civil conversations. And also you cannot throw the baby with a baby out with the bathwater. I see a lot of that going on too, where it's like, well, I maybe don't agree with part of what you have to say. So I'm going to disagree with everything that you're talking about. And it's mm -hmm. like, no, we don't get to do that either. Mm -hmm. So there's this, um, polarity that happens on social media that a lot of business owners are like, it's just too much to go after. So I'm just going to stay out of it. And those days are kind of gone. People will pull yeah. you into it yeah. because when you look at the millennials and the Gen Z, 
they want alignment with the brands that they shop with and they want to align their dollars with the causes that they believe in. So um, if you're not clear on what you stand for, then you could be losing business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's also important to not have something to say when you don't have something to say. (laughs) That's also completely and and not only acceptable, but sometimes even preferred. There are some times when you do not need to be the one leading the conversation. Sit down, sir. You know? Yes. Um, I find that... In, because I've been in a lot of male-dominated industries, I'm very used to mansplaining. And it's almost like, an, for some people, it's an unconscious behavior. For other people, it's a deliberate technique of intimidation. And you have to know the difference, right? You have to know the difference in tone. And we, we had an earlier episode when we were talking about body language. You have to mm-hmm. know that energetically where that comes from. And... Uh, there are some instances that affect women directly, for example, that I don't want to hear what you got to say, sir, about this. This is, this is when you get to ask somebody's opinion, because usually the, the way that you can be educated the fastest about a particular social justice issue is by asking and listening to the people who are harmed the most by whatever that social injustice may be. Now you might have an opinion, right? But, but, there's such an amazing value in asking is what I have to say truthful and Mm -hmm. is it useful? Because Mm -hmm. otherwise if you, if you can't be truthful and useful, then your impact is already nullified. Well, and let's kind of add to this as well, that um, if you have an opinion and you are asking questions so that you can then come back and prove your opinion, you're really missing the point. The, right. the point should be that other people's experiences are sh- reshaping your opinion. Mm-hmm. I want to be an 80-year-old woman and still have my opinions be changing, right? Yeah. Because, because I'm learning more, because I'm, I'm meeting new people, and it's shifting my worldview, and I'm always wanting to stay open and curious. Yeah. Now, there are beliefs that I have, like my, my faith, my um, identity as a Christian, uh, those things, I'm not saying that they have to change, but my understanding of people and my adhering to my belief system, those don't have to be one or the other. And I think sometimes we feel like our ideology is going to be in danger if we Mm -hmm. listen to the experiences of other people and believe them. Like Mm -hmm. if I believe you, that you have had experience racism and experience sexism Mm -hmm. and I haven't experienced it in that same way. And I believe you, is that going to have to change my ideology? I think that sometimes is where people kind of get closed down. Um, So I I think when you're online, there's a couple of things that I feel like are important. Number one, I totally agree with you that you need to listen before you react. Um, Number two is as a business owner, write the post that you want to write and then revise the post before you put it out. Yes. <laughs> That's so important. Let it, let it simmer. Let it cool down. There are so many like rants that I write where I'm just like, what is wrong with the world and you people? And then I, <laughs> I get it out there and I realize that most of that was because I needed to get it out. Yes. And then I think of what do I actually want to say? And if I'm going to speak on a topic 
um, I have qualifiers for what I want it to do. I, and everyone is going to have different ones, but here's what mine are. Mm -hmm. Um, I want every post that I put out for it to be clear of my, my love and support of my human family. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Yeah. Um, number two is that I want it to be a place where positive conversation can happen. Yes. So I, I stand in the middle a lot. And I think sometimes when people think of social justice, they think you have to be on one side or the other. Mm-hmm. I am always on one side, but where I post, I stand in the middle a lot with the intention to bring people together and to create positive dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third thing that I do is I, I try to be clear on um, the fact, I try to be really clear on what the higher principles are. Mm, so mm-hmm. I don't have all of the answers to every situation that comes sure. in play, yeah. but I do try to be clear on what I what are the higher principles that should be guiding what we're doing next. Yeah. Um, and the, the last part of this that for me has been a big game changer is to actually get offline and get into my community. Um, that's a change that I made a couple of years ago where I felt like, especially during 2020 and we were so isolated too. Mm -hmm. It was like, we were going through major trauma and pain as a nation and, you know, a lot of racial upheaval and voices that were demanding to be heard and people that hadn't wanted to listen that were being forced to listen. And mm-hmm. like it was a very charged time. Mm-hmm. And then also we're all stuck at home. And so it made it even, I think it, it blew up the, what we were feeling and how we were saying it. And so as soon as we were able, I was like, you know what? I'm tired of sitting behind my keyboard and writing messages. I'm going to make an effort to go out into my community and try to make a difference. Yeah. And I'm, I am not, I haven't started a nonprofit. Um, I haven't uh, done anything earth shattering, but I'm involved in conversations and I'm giving my volunteer hours and I'm Mm -hmm. giving my service Mm -hmm. into places that I feel aligned with. And so Yes, be online, but also be offline. What can you do to actually make an impact? Because sometimes your post doesn't really matter as much as your pocketbook or your time. Yeah, absolutely. And you're building a body of work. Mm-hmm. I think that sometimes folks think uh, it's very, because of that isolation, it's very tempting to give in to the idea that, that this one gesture doesn't make a difference that this one post doesn't make a difference. And I've seen the spectrum. Mm-hmm. There are things that demand your attention and you think that just changing your profile to a black square is going to somehow do something. It's not. Right. Um, so we, we do have to use our discernment on that. And that uh, it just kind of reminds me of that starfish story, right? That the little kid who was throwing starfish back into the ocean and the man walks by and he says, you're not going to be able to make a difference. And he said, it made a difference to this one. Right. Yeah. And so you know, when we act locally in that way, uh, we are not only making a difference with this one, but you're also building a body of work. Because if somebody were ever to say, come to me and say, you know what I found Amy Walker doing? Da, 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 da. I'd be like, you're lying. That was somebody else. <laughs> Amy Walker is a very common name, but it's not my friend. <laughs> right? <laughs> because you've built a body of work. You've shown up in a certain way consistently over time. And not just with the latest trend, because that's the, the, the hashtag that we're using in the moment. So it mm-hmm. speaks to who you are being in the world 
Um, and if you want to be Switzerland about it, if you just want to be tr- neutral about it, then that is also a stand, mm-hmm. right? To be able to say, I want to be the voice of neutrality. I want to be the voice of considering all sides, or I want to be the voice of not involved. Sometimes it sounds impolite or it sounds cowardly to say something like that, but you can figure out a way to, to honor your own boundaries and to say yes to what you want to say yes to, or no to what you want to say no to, and still respect where other people stand. There are some things that I feel really, really, really passionate about that there are some people who couldn't, couldn't give a shit if they tried. Mm-hmm. And that's not insulting to me because how, how important something is to you does not dictate how important it is to me and vice versa. So that's yeah. part of respecting our human family as well. Okay. So let's have the harder conversations. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, there are it's I'm going to use TikTok as an example. Okay. So on TikTok, there is a, and I'm going to use the the author space because this is what's okay. coming top of mind. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of conversations around problematic authors mm-hmm. who either have uh, racism or sexism or um, transphobia or different things written into their body of work, or they are doing harm to certain communities um, through their activism Mm -hmm. and yet people are out there loving their work, reading their work, promoting their work. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I have been thinking about this a good bit because, you know, like my books are written in Russia and I lived in Russia. My experience in Russia is, was that it was a very, uh, there was a lot of racism. It wasn't a safe place for black people. And as a result, there was very few Africans that were there and the ones that were there, like lived in the university and they stick together and it wasn't a very safe environment. Mm -hmm. And so, um, when I look at my books, I'm like, huh, okay. I, I have races that are ethnic to that area written in, but it's mostly a white cast because that's where it's set. I am curious and I want to hear your thoughts on this. How do we find the line behind justifying what we've done and learning from it and moving forward. Because Mm -hmm. I would like to be the person that when somebody calls me out, I'm not justifying what I'm done and like, oh, but you know, it's set in this place. And that there, I wrote it because it's true. Like, I want to be able to be that person who's like, let me hear what you have to say. Let me learn from it. Let me do better. Now Mm -hmm. I haven't been called out on this yet, but I also have very few people who've actually read my books. (laughs) So who knows what comes down the line. It's a matter of time though. It's just a matter of time. I think you bring up a great point in terms of uh, accountability. I think it's very different than crucifixion. There Mm -hmm. are some times when we do this whole thing and we just want to nail somebody to the wall and be like, ah, you horrible person, you, et cetera. Where it's like, maybe they were just culture blind. Mm -hmm. Maybe they were speaking out of inexperience and not because they're like this malignant cancer on society. You know, like we sometimes catastrophize these things. Um, And I want to err first on the side of giving someone grace. The, uh, the other side of that coin though, because my first response is to give somebody grace when then you show up to be a third, <laughs> mm-hmm. no more grace for you. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, I see who you are. I don't have to cancel you, but I'm not going to buy your books either. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so we vote as a consumer culture, we vote with our dollars. We vote with our money. We vote with our attention, particularly in this information time as well. And so pay attention 
to the things that you're harping on and that you're commenting on and that, oh, but, but this, then sometimes I see, sometimes when I'm surfing my friend's pages and whatever, sometimes they'll get involved in some dialogue and it's great for engagement that mm-hmm. there's 300 comments inside of one thread or whatever. But at the same time, what are we, what are we spending our attention on? What are we right. spending our time on? Right. Um, and I've also noticed, especially with big name influencers, where sometimes they get called out on something and they'll delete an entire thread. So there's a whole emotional labor that goes into that, that you've just completely obliterated because right. you don't want to look stupid. I mean, th- there's a part to your point where you do want to take accountability for the words that you've said or the behavior that you've engaged in. But from taking accountability for my words and actions to being a reprehensible human being, that's a huge leap. Right. That's a huge leap. And we don't need to catastrophize things in that, in that way. Um, yeah. And we also know, cause we, I mean, I know this about myself, so I'm sure my 8 billion person, you know, global family can, can also do this or, or be this way. There are certain parts where I do, I'm pretty proud of the work I've done and, and how I've grown and how I've matured and how I've evolved, et cetera, et cetera. And there are some places where, you know what, God ain't through with me yet. Yeah. I'm, I'm still <laughs> petty Betty on that one. You know, and so <laughs> yeah, I'm a work in progress. And so uh, give other people that grace as well. Yeah, I like that. I think that's good. And and I think on the flip side, too, is you have to be willing to evolve. Mm-hmm. So when you um, I, I'll give you an example. This was a while ago, um, but there had been a, uh, a police violence case against a black man. And mm-hmm. I, and this was, uh, this, this was shortly after I moved to Georgia, I hadn't been here for very long. So it was probably seven years ago. I can't remember all the context around it, but I remember posting this post that was very much an emotional reaction of how I felt in the moment. And I said in there, like hug the black men in your lives today. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine came on and he said, I appreciate where your heart is. I don't want you hugging me today. And he, like he said what he was feeling. And in that moment, I could have, I was like, I can go. Cause I, I felt that part of it. That was like the defensive part of me going, mm-hmm. um, that wasn't what I meant. Like, you know, I, like I, well. I felt, yeah, I meant well. And in that moment, I just had to say, don't make this about you. This, this isn't about you. So yeah. listen, and learn mm-hmm. and recognize that he is telling me how he wants to be supported today. And so then you learn to do better. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's the key that sometimes we're so afraid to speak out online because we're afraid of saying the wrong thing. Yes. We're afraid that people will take our intentions and they'll twist them and move them differently. Yes. Um, and it does happen. But when it does happen, what you need to do is listen to the feedback and the feedback helps you formulate your message better the next time. My intention was not that strange white women would be walking all over the country, (laughs) hugging strange black men that they have never met before. That was not my intention. My intention was to say, your black neighbors are not okay today Mm -hmm. and we can't keep turning the other eye and continuing to smile in the grocery store and pretend like it's fine. Like this isn't happening. We're not, yet. we're not okay. Yeah. That was my intention to say, but I didn't have the words saying the wrong words caused somebody to tell me why they were the wrong words, which mm-hmm. then made me get, have the opportunity to learn. Yeah. And so I, I think that's a really important part is don't be afraid to speak up because you're afraid of negative feedback. Yeah. Use the negative feedback to learn, to get better, do better. Yeah. You know, a, a, a recent 
celebrity did this. Lizzo put out a whole entire album. Now there used to be a time when when you put out an entire album and somebody in there was a mistake, you had to recall the entire thing that you just sent out for distribution. Nowadays and in streaming, it's just uploading a different MP3. <laughs> right. right? <laughs> but uh somebody called her out for using a word that was offensive to the uh disabled community. Uh-huh. And um she was like, Oh, I, I didn't I didn't know that. Because in my culture, it means completely something different, right? But she didn't go into I didn't because in my culture and this is what happened. What yeah. She didn't go into what happened was she went into I didn't know that. Thank you for correcting me. Uploaded a different version of the song without mm-hmm. the word. And people felt like, wow, that was great. That small gesture of right. just standing public correction. Yeah. In in such a day of defensiveness and justification and cancel culture and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Just taking correction publicly seemed to mm-hmm. be such an amazing, you know, character development thing. <laughs> and, you know, it actually boosted our sales. Yeah. I believe it. I believe it. I do not think that the public is out there with the desire to crucify us, but okay. I do think that the public is out there demanding that we have, oh. that we use, a, we use our voice and our platform for good. Yeah. That's what they want from us. Totally. Totally. Well, I would love to hear, we would love to hear what you have to say about this. Any of your personal experiences when it went right, when you created connection and collaboration and then elevated a level of conversation, or maybe you put your foot in it. And, you know, we need to, we need to know these things too, so that we don't put our foot in it too. (laughs) Let's share. That's part of community intelligence, right? Collective intelligence. So let us know, leave us a review, leave us a comment. And as always, you can follow Amy on IG as Amy Walker coach. You can follow me on IG as Monica Ogando. We love it when you participate with us. We love to hear your feedback and we can't wait to see you next time. We'll see you guys soon. Thanks everyone. Bye everybody. We'll be right back.